this parable of the landowner of the vineyard is an invitation to journey from this attitude that we could call grumbling into the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of gratitude. So how to go from grumbling to gratitude? If you pay attention, this landowner of the vineyard, there is an image for, for God himself. He goes out five times to hire people to work in his vineyard. The first one at dawn and the last one at 5 p.m. So the first one might have worked 12 hours, more or less, and the last one only one hour. So when the time of payment come, comes, the last one, the, the, the groups, they were hired by groups, they get the payment of a whole day. So when the first ones, the one of the dawn time come, they think, oh, we're going to get so much more. And they get the same payment. So the gospel says, they grumbled against the landowner. They grumbled against, they started to complain. They started to say, you are not generous, and this is unfair. And this is very relevant because many times we grumble in life. It's this like feeling of frustration or thinking that we don't get what we deserve or we are treated in an unfair way or, um, yes, we get the short end of a stick, in a sense. And this is all over the place in the history of salvation. If you think of the Israelites in the desert, when they are coming out of Egypt, they start to be hungry. And the book, book of Exodus says that they grumbled against God and Moses. Why did you take us out of Egypt? And you brought us to this place and this hunger, they started to doubt the presence and the goodness of God. And God gives them the manna. So this attitude of grumbling is very much present in the life of the people of God and also in our own lives. Many times we can be like this group of the dawn time. We can grumble against God. We can get kind of angry with God. Maybe he doesn't answer prayers in the way you want. Or sickness, suffering, or death come your way, or the way of someone you love. Or it feels that others get more things than you get. So you, we begin to doubt the goodness, the generosity of the landowner of the vineyard, and we can grow distant from him. So how can we journey from one group, the group of the dawn who are grumbling, to the last group who are very grateful? Imagine that like you are in the last group of workers, like you work one hour and you just get like a whole day of work. Imagine you are hired, you work one month, and when the paycheck time comes, a whole year of payment. You might think, this is a mistake. But if your boss says, no, I, today I want you to be generous, you will be jumping, knowing one leg. So this gospel parable is an invitation 
to really shift mentality and make us realize that God is generous. God is not greedy with us. And our state in life should be the being in the part of the group of the 5 p.m. group, not the dawn group, the grumblers. So if you pay attention to the dialogue of the landowner with one of these grumblers, it can give us some insights of how to journey from grumbling to gratitude. First, the landowner, look at this, he addresses the, one of the grumblers with the word, my friend, my friend, I am not cheating you. that the landowner is not good. He's the boss. He's like, he hired the laborers, but he says, my friend, I want what is good for you. You know that in the Bible, uh, Revelation teaches us how we should address God, like Father, Savior, Redeemer. But also it teaches us how God addresses us in many Occasions, Jesus speaks to people and he puts like a very loving title. For example, the parable of the prodigal son, the old son is kind of grumbling. You remember like God is generous with the, the, the younger son, but the older son is questioning the generosity and the love and the goodness of his father. So he's grumbling inside. So the father calls him and says, come, let's have a small talk. And the first words he uses is, my son, everything that I have is yours. But he dismantles that grumbling attitude by speaking, addressing to him in this way, my son. So if you feel that you're grumbling against God, well, try to find like a title that you think God might use for you to address you. My son, my daughter, my friend, and so on and so forth. Do you know that some people that really know you and love you, they might have a nickname for you, or they say your name in a special way. You know, like spouses, sometimes they have a kind of nickname or secret name. And when you hear that name or that nickname pronounced by the person you love, it's like you become more yourself. If someone else does it, like you feel ashamed. Or it, but in a way, something like that happens with God. He speaks to us in a special way. And in, in that way, he always wants to lead us to the truth of his love. For you. Second thing we learn this parable is that we need to humble ourselves and trust in the goodness of God's plan. Many times we see what happens in life or what doesn't happen in life. And it feels that God is abandoning us or betraying us or 
He's not good. We doubt his goodness, his fatherhood. So this landowner is trying to lead the grumbler to think in a divine way. Are you envious because I am generous? You don't get it yet. You think I am greedy, but I am very generous with you. Maybe you don't understand what I am doing, but you need to trust. In the first reading, Isaiah reminds us of the distance of the thoughts of God. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so higher are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. This is very humbling. My ways and my thoughts are so high. We cannot comprehend them completely. Someone put it this way, like, if we think we can understand, like, the mind of God, it's like thinking that you can explain to an ant, this little insect, A and T, how the, does the internet work? It's impossible. You can sit there like for hours and explain to the ant, okay, this is how the URL works and ethernet and whatever. The ant might move the head, but it's not understanding. So we are like this little ant. We cannot comprehend completely the ways of God. We cannot grasp them. His thoughts and his ways are high above. And that's why we need to humble ourselves and trust. Only with time we will understand. When we are going sometimes through trials, we don't understand it. But then as time goes on, you realize, ah, that is what God was doing. Psalm 145 says, The Lord is just in all his ways and loving in all his deeds. He's loving in all his deeds. I can be unjust and I can be unloving. And I am many times every day. And you also because we are all sinners. But God is love. God is goodness, and everything he does is just, and everything he do, does is loving. All his deeds are loving. Everything he brings our way, in a sense, is an expression of his love. Sometimes it's not so easy to understand, and that's why we need to humble ourselves and trust. Finally, the landowner invites this grumbling person to be content with what he or she has received. He gives a payment to this worker and he says, take what is yours and go. The content of that phrase depends how you read it, no? If you say, take what is yours and go, it's like, Come on, get out. But it could also be read in a loving way. Take what is yours and go. Because I have given you what you need to be happy. What I pay you, that's enough for you. Learn to value what you have. Don't compare 
your salary. Don't compare your gifts. Don't compare my blessings with what I give to others. Take what is yours and go. In those times, they didn't have like online payment. The payment was done most likely in, in coins. The denarius was a silver coin. So this worker could see the coins. But because he was looking at the hands of the other workers, he was unable to value what was in his hand. So part of moving out of this grumbling attitude is to just see what the Lord gives us and to trust that that is enough. That's what we need. So let us analyze in our hearts if we need to forgive God for anything he did to us or anything maybe he did not do to us and we were expecting him. We cannot grow distant with him. We cannot doubt the goodness, the love, the providence of the landowner. We are his workers. He is in the vineyard. He's always giving us what we need. And he's always generous. And not only he gives us our daily wage, Above all, he gives us our daily bread. He gives us his son. And that's why we come to mass, to receive him. What more can he give us?